Hello and welcome to all our listeners on behalf of the Wharton FinTech podcast. I'm your host Anjit Gupta, a current Wharton MBA student of the class of 2021. Today, we have with us Lindsay Holden, co-founder and CEO of Long Game. Long Game is a gamified personal finance app for millennials that encourages savings with rewards and cash prizes. Before starting Long Game, Lindsay co-founded the Applicant Auction. the primary auction for top level domain names which held over 500 million dollars in auctions before being acquired before that she helped to launch formation 8 a venture capital firm with over 1 billion dollars under management miss holden holds a bachelor's in chemical engineering and an mba from the university of colorado boulder thank you for joining us today linze Could you start by telling us a bit about yourself and what in your past motivated you to launch Long Game? Thank you so much. You did a great job of describing my background, but I started out my career as a chemical engineer, then I went into VC and learning about venture capital and learning about entrepreneurs, it really just motivated me and inspired me. I I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and the first company that I started with a couple of friends was an auction company it was built after a creative auction design so that was my first experience with behavioral economics that was applied in the real world and it was really cool and i loved the experience and so i came across the idea for prize link savings and prize link savings we're going to talk about that later i'm sure but the concept is instead of giving an interest rate you are pooling the interest that you would make in a savings vehicle and making that into a prize pool. And so instead of getting a little bit of interest, you're getting access to win a large amount of money. And I just fell in love with that idea and thought who wouldn't want the chance to win a million dollars for saving your own money. And so this just seemed like a really positive exciting thing. And not just the behavioral economics element of it, just like how hopeful that idea is and how much fun and it really accesses this part of life that we really don't know what's going to happen and it could be something fantastic. And by the way, while you're accessing that, you're not risking anything. You're saving money and you get to keep that money. And so this was something that to me felt like it should exist. Why wasn't this already a huge deal? And so I really just knew that this was something I wanted to build a company around. So, Lindsay, I know you talk a lot about this idea of savings and as a company you want to tackle the poor financial planning problem in America. I would love to understand how bad is this issue? How poor are the savings rate and has this worsened or improved over the past few years? So, what do the trends look like? Yeah, so savings in America, it's not something we do well. 70% of Americans today do not have $1000 in savings. And that's just that's bonkers. And mm-hmm. I think culturally it's really we live in a culture that is all about immediate rewards, it's all about spending, is about consumerism. And so we really don't do such a good job of putting away money. And so that over half of Americans not having $1000, that is representative of a culture that's living paycheck to paycheck. And so I think when we think about what that actually means fundamentally i mean you can say the stats all the time and i think that takes a little bit of the human element out of it but really that's so much stress so much just anguish around this next step and having to find another way to make ends meet 
And what that also means is people aren't financially prepared to weather external shocks, right? If you mm-hmm. if something happens, your car breaks down, whatever it is, you're missing your next bill. And so to be more stable as a culture, it's really important for us to increase those savings rates. And one of the positive things that's happened with the year of 2020 is really a lot of people have seen that savings mm-hmm. is actually a really important element of our lives. And there's the savings rates have actually increased quite considerably since the, the pandemic. So there's a little bit of positivity there, but generally, culturally, we are not prone to saving here. 70% is definitely a very shocking number. And uh, I'd love to understand how then does long game actually work and solve this? And what are some of the features of the product? Yes, thanks for the question. So long game is built, like I said, around the fundamental idea of prize-linked savings. So this is a behavioral economics mechanism that we reward people with a chance to win. Sometimes it's called a savings lottery. But just to try to illustrate how effective this is, if you think about a person that has $1,000 in savings, or let's even say $10,000 in savings, and you're Mm -hmm. getting 1% interest on that, or you could even say 3% interest in a great interest rate environment, which you know we're not in right now, that you are earning that type of interest on, on your savings account, that is still only representing a couple of dollars for you over the course of a year. And that's not going to change your life. That's not actually impacting. This has a very nominal impact on your actual mm-hmm. financial life. And more importantly, it doesn't help you save more. It doesn't encourage you or motivate mm-hmm. you to save more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I told you, you are going to be earning more chances to win a million dollars, that might change your behavior. Um, to have you save more. And and what we found is it actually does. And I think one thing, just kind of taking it back to what I was saying about our consumer society, in America, we love the lottery. The lottery is a huge market and Mm -hmm. over half of us played the lottery. It's a $70 billion industry that's larger than any other entertainment, that's larger than books, moving sports, all of those things put together. And so I think it's a horrible regressive tax on people but what it does show is that there is appetite and excitement around this type of a mechanism. And so what we're doing is we're taking prize link savings, which is a way to save and saying you keep all your principal, but you get access to change your life money. And so that is the first element of long game. And that's what the foundational concept was. But since we founded the company, we have really iterated a lot on the user interface. So long game today, we have experts coming out of the gaming industry and we're a mobile game. If you download long game, you will see like absolutely beautiful illustration, all kinds of reward loops. And what we're doing is we're taking all these learnings of trillions of data points from the gaming industry and applying them into a way to transform people's financial lives. And so long game has uh, reward loops for saving. We have engagement loops. We have reward loops for spending on your debit card. So there's all kinds of really fun things. You know, you're progressing in this beautiful illustrated world. And we just have an incredible group of people at our company that are just looking at mountains of data and seeing what works and then iterating on the product and making it better and better. And so today we offer this interface to banks. So how Long Game works is you would go to the app store, you download it, and then you log in with your bank. So we partner with leading financial institutions. And so the bank is taking care of all of the financial backend, but we're bringing in that data from the consumer 
We're bringing in their personal financial data and providing a really personalized experience around their financial journey in the app. And it's just a ton of fun and people engage with the app daily on average. So it's really uh, something you should give a try. That's great. I would definitely want to use the app once I start working after B-School. So Lindsay, diving deeper into your customers, I would love to understand who your typical customers are right now and what do they look like? And over the course of interacting with Long Game using the app, what improvements have you seen in their saving rates? Like what kind of trends have there been? So today we target the Gen Z and millennial demographic. And so it's a really fun demographic to target, really mobile-first demo. Uh, and over the course of the company, we have shown that we can engage this demographic really well. I mean, average engagement on our app is, is daily. And we've grown their savings by about 20% over the course of a year. And this is all done through Prizeling Savings, right? So mm-hmm. it's a really effective mechanism. But what we've seen is, is for someone that's joining our app with less than $500, mm-hmm. we're growing their savings by closer to 200% in a year. And so this is a really effective mechanism for them. Definitely. Those sound like great numbers and 20% is definitely a significant increase in the savings rate. Do you think you want to go beyond Gen Z at some point? Is there a market than your current customer type? Or do you think gamification is limited to you know millennials or maybe even the US? So today in the US, millennial and Gen Z is about 150 million people. So it's a really big cohort of people. So we're talking about a big market here. But when we think about designing long game, we really think about designing for this demographic. And what's special about us really Mm -hmm. is that they really expect things to be immediately engaging right at their fingertips. This is a generation that pushes a button and has food delivered within an hour. And so having something that is immediately rewarding for them and mobile first is really important. Also something that's personalized. So we were very used to seeing a personalized news feed or having just everything on our phone is kind of personalized for us. And so we bring these elements into the financial experience and long game. And so these attributes are really actually now beginning to be expected across generations. And so while we're for millennial and Gen Z, I think we've seen that other generations using long game as well. And they appreciate these qualities and are adopting them as well. I think you recently, and you spoke about this a bit, you recently launched Long Game Rewards, which is, I think, your uh, product for the banks. Could you tell us a bit more about it? What banks are included right now? How exactly does it work? And what is next steps on it? What are you thinking? How will that change? Yeah, so Long Game Rewards is our product today. And it is a gamified interface that I was telling you about. You're really just... Mm -hmm downloading the app. So it's still a standalone app and you log in with your bank account. So this is essentially so that banks can can license our software and offer it on top of their accounts to motivate their customers to save more. And today our partners that are live are NBKC Bank, who is a leader in community banking. They're a very technology-focused bank out in Kansas City and Varo Bank, which I'm sure you've heard of as a host of this podcast, but is a fintech that's here in San Francisco. And is not limited to those, right? So we have a, an amazing pipeline right now and we'll be onboarding banks all the time. And so what's exciting is hopefully you'll soon be able to use Long Game with whatever bank that you're using today. Looking forward to that. Going back at the time when you were working on developing this, what were some of the biggest roadblocks you faced in bringing this idea to market? Was it, say, funding? bringing in customers, getting banks to sign up, or was it something else? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So when we started out long game, PrizeLink Savings was a really new idea. PrizeLink Savings actually in the U.S. was legalized by the American Savings and Promotion Act in 2015. And we founded the company in 2016. So this was a brand new idea that banks were just learning about. It's not a new idea, though. I just want to say this is something that's been proven many times over in other countries. So, for example, in the United Kingdom, they have something called premium bonds where you can buy a reduced interest rate bond and win a million pounds. And Mm -hmm. they have over 50 billion pounds saved within this mechanism. So it's hugely popular and proven out there, which was part of how it was passed here in the United States. But at that time, we were just founding Long Game. And this was a brand new idea. So, And Long Game initially had been building our own neobank on the back end. And so we were looking for a backing bank to come on board and back us in this crazy idea of bringing lottery-based savings to consumers. And so that was a real challenge back then. And we actually ended up finding an incredible bank called Blue Ridge Bank out in Virginia that they're a really innovative bank. They had a PrizeLink savings account. They were one of the first in the US and they became our partner. And we, over the course of the years and many hundreds of thousands of customers were able to prove out this model in the industry. And so we started to get noticed. There's this new concept of prize link savings. Banks were reaching out, seeing if they could partner or license our technology. And over the course of that, really found that we could have a larger impact by partnering with banks, which is why we started Long Game Rewards. Long Game Rewards really allowed us to focus on our core competency, which is changing user behavior, changing the consumer's behavior and helping Mm -hmm. them save more and let the banks offer the banking services. And so that's a really interesting kind of sea change in sentiment that Mm -hmm. we've benefited from, but that was a really major roadblock for us in the beginning. So now that Long Game Rewards is kind of at least, you know, in its first version launched, would love to understand what are some of the other product services that excite you that are in the future pipeline for long game. Yeah, thanks for that question. Going back to our goal as a company is to make managing your finances enjoyable, to make it rewarding, to make it something you love. That's a huge mission, right? To make people mm-hmm. really enjoy engaging with their bank. Today on long game, people log in daily. We have daily engagement with our customers. Mm-hmm. And so really thinking about the potential of that there's a huge educational potential in that. And so, I mean, when was like the last time you got a letter from your bank that said, hello, we have this new credit card. Why don't you check this out? And how much you engaged with that? That is their educational outreach today. And it's, I think a really important concept is like finances for a lot of people are kind of, they make you feel bad. They make you feel like you're failing. They're scary. And so when something feels like that, it's not engaging. But when something feels playful and fun, it really is engaging. And so what we think a lot about is how the fundamental area that we're working on is how do we engage the customer and help educate them about their finances? And so we're giving the banks a platform where their customer can learn about the financial tools that are available to them at the right time in the right way. And so it's beyond savings. So when you think about where this company is going, it's savings. It's hard to overstate how fundamental savings is and how good for society it would be if we could even improve savings rates by 10%. But what we also do on Long Game is make finances into something that's lovely and engaging and fun. And so that also has a lot of potential in helping people with improving their financial lives. You mentioned the roadblock you had 
you know, in your past experience. But right now, when you're moving towards this mission of, as you said, making managing financials more enjoyable, more engaging, from a customer perspective, what is the biggest thing you're trying to solve as the biggest problem? What challenges do you face on a daily basis, increasing adoption of this product and increasing usage? I think, as you're seeing, we are relatively early in the game of signing up banks. And so our goal as a company is to partner with every bank in the United States. So every single person here can download Long Game, use it to be rewarded for their savings with their primary bank. And so we have a really great pipeline. I think we've built an incredibly unique product and there's nothing like it out there. But I think our challenge really is to get in front of all these banks right now. And so that's part of why I'm actually on this podcast today. Great. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are working in this space and with banks. And this would definitely be a great platform in reaching out to them. And finally, Lindsay, as a serial entrepreneur, we would love a word of advice from you for all our listeners who are interested in entrepreneurship. It's really hard to give people advice about entrepreneurship because everyone's journey is so different. And I think for me, it's really important to love the problem you're working on. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs in entrepreneurship. And so you have to really feel a resonance and authenticity with whatever you've decided to be the problem that you're solving. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Lindsay. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Wharton Fintech Podcast. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review or letting us know your thoughts in the comment section. If you're looking for more fintech content, subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Medium at Wharton Fintech. There you will find articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. Signing off, I'm your host, Anjit Gupta.